It's important to be sensitive to all members of your staff, including introverts, who often approach work differently and can very easily disappear into the background. We'll talk about why it's important to recognize them and make suggestions on how to deal with it. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. The dictionary defines an introvert as typically reserved or a quiet person who tends to be introspective and enjoys spending time alone. Yet, Almost a third, according to research, or sometimes more than that, of any given staff are introverts. And as a manager, you have to be very careful that you don't allow them to disappear. They're a resource, they're an important resource, and it's very important that you recognize people who are introverted and figure out ways of drawing them out. Now, it's not a cut and dry, not everybody's an introvert or an extrovert. I mean, there are gradations like everything else in in life when you're dealing with people. So there are some people that are painfully introverted and other people who are just more reluctant to speak up. But as a manager, it's important that you assess all of your staff and understand what their capabilities and their limitations are so that you can make maximum use of their talents. Um, Research into introverts suggests that they're often systematic and structural, they're analytical, they're logical, um, but they're very cautious and uh, they want to verify things first. They, They don't like to take leaps and, you know, go out on a limb on an idea. And they often thrive on being alone and working independently, and, and they prefer to be quietly reflective. But it's important that you recognize who they are and, like I said, go after their, their talents, um, use their abilities, uh, and, and not let them feel neglected, because a, a lot of times what happens is they feel you don't care about them. And I've I've worked with clients who've lost valuable staff people who felt that the boss didn't care about them because the boss never um, probed them, asked for their opinions, you know. So it's important that you utilize every staff member and understand what their strengths and weaknesses are. That's exactly right. And that the point that you raise about the leader tends to be extrovert. They're not all extrovert, but, but it, it seems easier 
for someone who's outgoing, who talks a lot, and so forth, to become the leader. And what you're talking about is that you've got to understand uh, the people on your staff and be able to identify who the introverts are. And then when you were just saying, you have to show them that you care about them. That's absolutely true. What, one of the things I noticed in managing people was that you really have to seek them out and sometimes get them away from a group situation that often they, they are very reluctant to speak in a group. So you, you need to, to do a lot of one-on-one work with them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You do, and that, and that takes patience because one of the things that the extroverted leader often wants is they want to get things done now where the hallmark of the introvert is an intellectual persistence they want to they want to continue to get the facts until they have a clear definition they have uh, they will often use a thought process where they, they go through each of the steps and they want to have the ability to see and act on warning signs, which can be real, particularly helpful to the extrovert who wants to make the decision and get things done and move on with it, where the introvert may come along and say, but here are some issues that we could face as we go along the way. Oh, yeah. And, and that is a, that's a real balancing act that a manager has to has to deal with because it's it's the, the the tension between getting on with it and getting it right i mean being fast versus being accurate and that's really the manager's uh, primary responsibility is is getting that balance right it, it is and then they need to be able to leverage the introvert's natural tendencies the the introvert will typically ask a lot of questions up front. They want to understand what it is that their task is going forward, how it's to be carried out, how um, evaluation will take place at the end of the process, and then they need time to research before discussing issues, and all of that can be frustrated, frustrating to a boss who is trying to uh, get to a decision. Uh, the introvert also may have a favored process for completing the tasks. And so that's another factor that has to be uh, entered in. But the, the leader has to continue to remember the kinds of things that the introvert can bring. I, I always remember reading the statement that uh, Einstein, who was a clear introvert, would say, it's not that I'm so smart, it's that I stay with problems longer. And that's a good explanation of what introverts tend to do. Yeah, you know how to how to use them and and not let them hold the group back, but on the other hand, not let uh, the 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 outspoken ones in the group drive the the actions of of the department irresponsibly in a, in a way. Um, and that brings up another point, and I I think that you know we talked a little bit about what percentage of people are introverted versus extroverted. And in my experience, it the, the ratio really depends on the nature of the work. I mean, a sales department is going to have 
lots of extroverts and not a lot of introverts. And, and, you know, an analysis department or a market research department or something like that is going to have a lot more introverts than extroverts. Yeah, the only thing that you have to keep in mind is that there are always exceptions to those things. Some, some of the greatest uh, salespeople um, alive are uh, introverts, and what they have is not ne- necessarily uh, going, going out and talking to people, but it's the questions that they ask and the way that they think about things and the fact that they, um, that they are able to analyze what the client needs and then ask the questions that are exactly appropriate to what that client needs. And all of a sudden, they find, even though they're introverted, that they're the ones that are getting the business. That's a very interesting point, Fred. Um, you can tell I don't hang out with a lot of salespeople. But yeah, I, I, I've known both, both kinds. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. And, and, and the, the role of the manager is to really understand each person on your staff, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and whether it's on the introvert, extrovert continuum or whatever, um, that's, that's really, to my way of thinking, the, the most important part of managing is to understand and, and take full advantage of, of the, the characteristics of every member of your staff. Rick, let's t- let's take a look at tailoring your communication uh, for the for introverts in a one-on-one basis. Well, I think y- y- yes, you want to be you want to be sensitive to the fact that they like to think about things and and try not to disturb them or interrupt them in the middle of of their thought processes and to to respond to the answers to their questions and their need for detailed information, it, you got to give them the time that they need, if, if at all possible, to gather the facts, to think things through, um, and, and, you know, just be tactful in how you deal with them. Yeah, no question. And, and then uh, there's always going to be situations where you, if, as the manager, are having meetings, and here... Uh, it's important to understand how you may want to deal with your uh, introverted people. Uh, research indicates that in a typical six-person meeting, two people speak 60% of the time. And in a large meeting, it's often even worse. And you can see what the issue is that you have there is that you get the two people talking and then you may ask the, something of the quieter people, and it may be just easier. They, they don't want to respond. It may just be easier for them to say, yes, I agree with what Sally said, or I agree with what Tom said. Uh, and the problem with that is that that's, a, that's forcing collaboration, and it may block creativity and innovative thinking. You know, Fred, uh, in a previous life, I did a lot of focus group research, and I can tell you that in virtually every group I ever did, there were at least one or two introverts, and they were people who, unless you directly forced them to say something, didn't, and in many cases, exactly what you talked about, they they would just, quote-unquote, go along 
with, with whatever the, the outspoken member or members of the group would, would say. And I found that one way to deal with that was to pose a question to the group and have everybody write down their answer and then go around and ask each person what they had written down. And that way they had sort of made a commitment to an answer before they'd heard what everybody else was going to say. And and I think you you talk about extending that in into a, a corporate setting of, of, of a way to get get everybody contributing to the the problem solving yeah I've heard a slightly different variant but the but the basic idea of what you're talking about uh, is that um, I coached someone who found that they had good success uh, the, at the beginning of a meeting they would say no one is to is to speak and they had a a, a, a memo of what the meeting was about. And they would give this out and people would read it. And then the leader would say, I'm going to give everyone time to think. Uh, and I want your, your ideas put down on paper, just as you had suggested. And then after that process is over, then the leader would have people um, read out what their answers were and either put them up on a blackboard or uh, on a whiteboard or just have a discussion about them, but that way it gave the introvert more time to think about it. Another thing that they did sometimes is that they would put out the memo for the agenda of the meeting a day or two in advance so that the introvert had a chance to think about it uh, ahead of time. Uh-huh. And, and the, I mean, I think the other thing is, is to make sure that everybody talks, making sure that you hear from everybody. Now, sometimes people are so reluctant to commit to an idea publicly um, that you may have to have them hand in anonymously what they wrote down and then put that on the whiteboard so that they're not publicly committing to the idea. Um, you know, it's, it's not, well, this is John's idea here. It's here's an idea from the group. Um, so there are ways to deal with it depending on how painfully um, shy or reluctant staff members are, but you, you know, getting them to con- contribute to to the discussion and the development of a, a solution to the problem. Uh, I think that's right, and and wh- one of the things that you should be looking at is the leadership potential of um, an introvert. And what you said, the opportunity to go around and make sure that each person has an opportunity to speak helps them. You're actually doing some coaching uh, in that in that vein, and saying, "Come on, give me your thoughts." And as the person begins to to do that over a period of time, they become more comfortable with their uh, speaking out, which which is important because what we find is that when it comes to promotional positions, many times the extroverted person who uh, speaks well and maybe has some eloquence in what they say sounds good and gets promoted when in fact the introvert might be the better uh, person for long-term leadership. So you, you want to be able to help any introverts that you have 
to begin to move in a direction where um, they could potentially become a leader. Oh, that is so important. And and I, I've known people who turn down promotions because it involved public speaking, talking in front of a group. So they would they would say, no, I don't want that job because it would mean I would have to talk in front of a group and I can't do that. So it's a part of cultivating your staff is, is trying to help people who are... Um, find that difficult to ease them into it. And you're right, practice does improve performance and and makes it easier. No question. And then to summarize what we've been talking about here, um, it, it really is your duty as a manager to be able to assess all your people to find out where they are in terms of uh, extrovert and introvert And you need to be sensitive and support all members of your staff. Uh, Remember that introverts can bring a powerful set of skills to your team. You need to uh, give opportunity to them, leverage their natural tendencies, and adjust to their style when, when leading them. And probably one of the most important things is there's no question that there is going to come times when you need to be patient with someone who needs another explanation or more information before they go forth. We hope you have found this podcast useful and will come back again for more Management Mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com. Thanks for listening.